This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, this is Daniel. Uh, as you might know by the lack of theme music playing right now, we are not doing a mix minus this week. However, do not despair. We have a show queued up here for your listening pleasure. I would like to, I don't know why I'm saying it that way. It seems silly. But this is from the Pride 48 weekend, the live streaming Pride 48 weekend, as if there was a net that's great. I love that there's a ding happening while I'm recording. That's amazing. The live streaming Pride 40, I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. This is three's a crowd. This is Auntie Scott, Adam, and myself from the live Pride 48 weekend. If you haven't heard it, it's a great little uh, listen. And if you have heard it, ah, listen to it again. It's still great. And I'm Elizabeth Montgomery. <laughs> and welcome to... This is not Bewitched. This is Three's Company. Elizabeth, oh, what, Elizabeth Montgomery was where, not in... Uh, where's Three's our Company. third? Uh, he's... Oh! Our, our third had to come in from another show. A direct uh, from another love, show is Mr. I, Adam Burns. Yeah. I love the... F- aren't you going to be drained, dear Adam? I mean, you just squeezed it all over Joe Batanz, and now you have to squeeze <laughs> it all over us? Mm-hmm. And at this age... Uh, I know. It's difficult. There's not as much to squeeze. Yeah. Look at who's bringing up sex. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, I know. So how are you today, dear Adam, dear uh, Daniel, working your butts off all weekend to make the magic, which we love to call Pride 48? Uh, I'm doing great. I I, I marvel the fact that uh, you are an original audio and Adam isn't. Uh, I, uh, I love... <laughs> Oh, look at I that face. I oh literally my God. just jumped from one, you said. The real. I just jumped the from true, one show to another the one. The true non-people pleasing Adam Burns came out for the <laughs> most fraction of a second, but it was written mm-hmm. all over that pretty Arkansas face. Y'all, I cannot, it was y'all. written all over it. I can't hide my faces. That's so I can be as nice verbally mm-hmm. as as you know as as nice as pie or whatever. My face tells the whole story. Generally, mm-hmm. I, there's nothing I can do about it. But yeah, I just jump from one to the other. You know, Zoom. Yeah. Zoom. If you're listening. Yeah. Gonna zoom, 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 a zoom. If someone zoom, says, zoom, a zoom, a zoom, a zoom, we're gonna reach for the sky. Oh, oh. We're gonna make you all cry. Oh, oh. I mean, I would make it a, 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 a whatever. I would sing with you, but I have no idea what that song is. Anyway, <laughs> Zoom, if yes. you're listening, mm-hmm. if I set a setting 
could you just remember it every time I zoom? You know what, Adam? It, it would be so simple for them to, you check a box, and then every time you're on Zoom, you get original audio. It just, anyway. You, can, you know you what can, you asked me? What? I was, what I was going to oh, tell you, Adam, is it, it's very easy. You just want to uh, put the, write down your, your complaint to them, put it in a self-draft uh-huh. stamp end of it, and write it to Zoom. And probably, and box baby. 350, Boston, Massachusetts. That's right. 02134. We're going to Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Now, Adam, I'm yes. I'm a little hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am costumed yeah. in your honor, yeah. and mm-hmm. you have not even commented on it. Well, I noticed you're wearing a hat. I thought you're wearing a backwards baseball I'm hat. Wearing I'm a, wearing mine forwards. Yeah. I know. And I'm where, but okay, that went over great. So, uh, any <laughs> topics of uh, conversation at all? Well, I was gonna, I was gonna answer your question uh, yes. as to how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, at the end of the event, I am always tired because there, you know, we stay up late, we get up early, we're we're at the very least listening at every transition to make sure everyone transitions. But I was counting, and I believe I am in nine shows this weekend wow there are 30 or 31 something like that maybe even a little bit less than that because we had you know donna dropped out so it may be even 29 Mm -hmm. so i'm in a third of the content yeah but i think i think that that is apropos and it also leads into one of the only things that i wrote down i actually have pages in front of me uh and I do want to get it out of the way because it's sincere and sappy, and I know how well that goes over um, during podcasts. Uh, I wanted to personally thank both of you for creating Pride 48, for creating the seeds that grew into an amazing, supportive, loving community. And you guys are directly responsible for that. And I have an enormous gratitude to both of you and and an enormous appreciation for the amount of effort, for the amount of work, for the amount of dedication that it has taken to create it and and continue it and make it continue. So I personally wanted to say thank you so much for what you, and I know this is not the end, it's just the end of the live home weekend, but Pride 48 is going to continue. But it is really a testament to the two of you um, that had had a concept, had an idea, and then created something that our community, gay people, whether they know it or not, especially the damn youngins, we need a place to gather. We need a place to to share, and we need a place to support one another. Because, like it or not, the world, the majority of the world is against us. It is changing. There are changes being made, but there are so many against us that it's really important for us to be able to coalesce and and fight and stand strong together. And you guys did that. You created a place and you created an atmosphere. And I am really grateful to the two of you. Thank you. I, I it's I understand that people found it to be or find it to be you know this this amazing thing to i can't speak for adam but at least for me i always have a bit of imposter syndrome when people thank us for creating it because we really didn't do that much we we had an idea we went with it and you know fortunately 
a lot of people caught on, but it, it became what it is because those people came along. It's like Adam and I didn't build something out of, you know, the thing that we built was a place for other people to have their content. And if people didn't join us and have their content there, then there would have been nothing. So it really is just as much every podcast that participates, you know, we set up a framework, but it is, you know, and the listeners, because if the chat room was empty during these events or, you know, the, the, you know, people responding and giving feedback to the shows, you know, that, that's very important, and everyone came who came All to right, the in-person events. And that, I, then, but yeah, then you're both you. a, then you're both you, a couple Scott. of, of no. lazy low life shits, and no, you no, don't no, deserve not, any credit no, 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 for this that's one. Not the point. I, I take it all I, back. No, Everything oh I just God. said, I'm I'm reeling it in because I don't. I know, I'm just giving you grief. I, I don't oh, think, look at the. Well, then listen. The Amazon man is weeping. What? Sound effect of Well, then of let's him? listen, shall we? What? I, I thought mm-hmm. so. Yeah. I thought you were. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, Auntie Scott is really talking. And now Daniel is playing a sound uh, clip of <laughs> Auntie Scott you know talking. What? And it's and sad. I, it, it, the sad thing is, is that uh, Auntie Scott doesn't like, well, I guess on this show, just Scott. Scott doesn't like clips. Like, he doesn't like reflecting on old uh old well content. you're saying that because he made one comment opening night and it drilled mm-hmm. into your head and it's now been all that you can think about because well no no because because one of the things you know when when we were preparing weeks ago for all the shows that we have to do i had pulled some a clip of mm-hmm. one of scott's bleeds which was one of my favorite things and i wanted to ask him about that so I had this clip of one of your bleeds, but I you don't like clips, so I don't I don't want to play. You, you are once again as you, you and you have a talent for this, Daniel, that is really second to almost no one that I've ever met, and that is getting things completely wrong uh-huh. and then twisting them in your own twisted brain and spewing <laughs> them out completely incorrectly. Uh I wasn't talking about playing a clip here and a clip there. I mm-hmm. was talking about creating an entire hour that is nothing but repeated material right. in a brand new situation that is not only brand new, this Pride 48, mm-hmm. but it is the last live streaming weekend from home, Pride yes. 48. And it seemed to me that playing old material for the entire Pre-show. portion of an hour yeah. Yeah. is kind of a waste of an opportunity to do something live and interesting and as far as clips of me oh honey play them i love listening to myself just over and over do you remember (laughs) saying this desiree in your this is one one of my favorite clips uh from a bleed i don't remember the episode because i didn't save that information but this is this is the clip here i used to have a boss named jan (laughs) mcclay someone who i lovingly referred to as the bitch cunt of the universe do you i now Yes, I, I do remember that. That wasn't the only time that I said that as well. Do you? Yes. Do you, do you ever worry that Jan would hear that? No, I doubt okay. that she has the capability of knowing how to tune into a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's even older than me, so that should say something about. So the, here's the and thing. yes, go ahead, darling. No, you can go ahead and add, add more to that. I was just going to say that, and it, you may be leading me in this direction because we actually touched upon this mm-hmm. in that darn Elvis, who is barking outside again. <laughs> hey, Elvis. Yes. Um, that I have 
made amends as oh, much yeah, yeah. can be made amends with Jan McClay, the bitch cunt of the universe, which she was when she was my boss. So a little bit of a, a fast and loose that I played right there. Uh, that's not actually from your belief. That's actually AI generated. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I only did that just to point, prove a point. You did say that in your bleed, but I've always thought that those AI generated voices sound like people are reading and that's why they're, you know, you're not going to believe, uh, you know, it. And so I had to cage, Adam, stop wiggling your leg. I had to cage ahead, it in Daniel. the, in the, in the uh, premise of it was from a bleed because the bleeds were things that you intentionally did as if you were reading a blog. Right. So, um, because I, I, I would love to have said my favorite bleed from Vera Charles was working with Daniel Brewer has been perhaps the highlight of my podcasting career. <laughs> So that's me, AI. That is that is an AI. Oh, that is oh, so no, fucking Andy scary. Scott, you've been you've been replaced. <laughs> what, all what, of this yeah. work, all of this work that you're doing now, and you're gonna lose your. Oh wait, I was replaced a long time ago. <laughs> I feel so. I bet, I bet that leads into a, a topic that you may have wanted to touch on, Daniel. Is that we, the yeah. master of the segue? Yeah, exactly. One Very, of the yeah. greatest mm-hmm. segue artists. You know what kind of disturbs me is I was except when you call it out. Oh, okay. Then then he can't he can't do it, or yeah. or it's obvious that he did it. Well, it, you know, it becomes Rose, obvious. Rose and you're like, oh, that was a great segue. Oh. And then what's tr- ahead. what's go ahead. You what's were troubling me, me briefly, mm-hmm. which is off to the side. What's troubling me briefly is that I was not concentrating on the show that came before, mm-hmm. but I was listening. And I was looking at the chat room, and it was flying with people talking and communicating. And this chat, this chat room died yeah. when I got on this goddamn stream. Oh. And I'm very upset that no one's chatting about I mean, how oh, wonderful it, it look, is. Kathy, you Marshall. and I once again, you and I once again, the same person. Because last night, okay, so I uh, and I, Daniel, we're going to get to your topic, Daniel. But no, it's fine. You know, I mean, last night, I had not done geeky gay solo on a live show by myself without any other co-host. I had done it like once with, uh, I think John Ong and Joey Buhecker joined me and I did a geeky gay. And then one year I did, um, uh, like a wing eating. So I had Taylor hot and, ones. uh, I did a hot ones, which I don't know if you've seen that Auntie Scott, but it's, uh, this guy interviews celebrities and they eat hot wings and yes, I have it. seen that actually. So, so anyway, I did that, but I had not done a solo geeky gay on the street. And so all I was thinking, and I just want to say for all of you next year, oh wait, but I mean, for all of you who get nervous doing, uh, doing live shows, I just want to let you know that, you know, it, it is not, it's not uncommon to get nervous. We've been doing this for Daniel and I have been doing live shows since, you know, live shows were created pretty much. And we, we get nervous as well, but I was so nervous because I was looking at the listener numbers and I was thinking to myself, I bet those listener numbers start dropping as it gets closer and closer to Geeky Gay. Like they're like, oh, it's the last show of the day. It's just Adam rambling Those numbers by were himself. dropping because D- Mad Dingo went off on and, some weird racist rant and, and we were all just trying to... And I do, do want to say just, you know, because, uh, you know, for my ego, I suppose, there, there was a little bit of a dip and I was like, oh God, it's dipping because... And then when I came on, it went back up. 
so I felt see so I felt better but I also think I I also think about those things like oh is the chat room moving how many numbers do we have you know etc because I am the, looking at it as, as we go this is this is an interesting paradox not paradox uh, uh analogy or no not in, I I'm gonna tell you and then you'll tell me what the word that I'm trying to find is um Correlations, I guess, is what I'm going. This is an interesting correlation. Why we're ending Pride 48? Technology is a, you know, improved to the point that not only can podcasters stream with very little, you know, on YouTube Live or on Facebook Live or whatever, you know, uh, X, whatever they want to do, people also can listen on the go. So a lot of times uh, there are people like every single person in that show audio room on Discord is listening to us, right? They're listening to the audio from us right now, but they may be on their phone listening Cooking. on headphones doing other things and that's what makes you know this rise in technology so not everyone's always right to the point that they can chat however since you have made that comment i'm sure <laughs> you can see chatting. kathy marshall has said hello slider co has said that they he is and my precious husband who said he he wasn't he was going to listen but not mm-hmm. sit down and chat mm-hmm. said well, then let's he, listen s- shall we mm-hmm. oh shut up so he, and he put out um he said it sounded like an SOS. So I yeah. love you, Quaze. Thank you for doing that. It, it, it was Aww. it was frightening me. We love Quaze too. Oh, shut up! I Quaze is as bad as Boyfy. I hate them both, but I use Quaze just <laughs> incessantly. Every time Adam says Boyfy, I just want to go, Adam, Adam, aren't you in your forties? <laughs> I am. Aren't you in your forties? It's time to retire, Boyfy. But you could turn around and say, Scott, aren't you well? really well into your 60s aren't you just a few years older than me just 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 a few just a few that hat makes you look really young scott doesn't it yeah you look look hip hip Hip. don't i hip for sure no i don't have a hip i try to walk both hips give out (laughs) you got that picture of lucille ball behind you you need to like lean over and do a selfie you know where you got lucy behind you and yeah i got lucy all up this is my lucy office she's all over oh mittens has shown up too Hi, yeah, he wants to know what's wrong with Boyfy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't was, know. He came up with that. He uh, that was his thing. So, uh, the, but uh, Scott damn and foreigners. Drew, yeah, Scott and Drew have been quays for uh, long before Boyfy. So you had a topic, right? Daniel did. I, I just want to make sure because uh, was it parked? Did you remember it was parked? Are we going to yeah. go on to that? Because I mean, it's I mean, not much of a talk, just a, a very okay. loose, loose kind of a thing. I just wanted. I know that <laughs> I know that AI is. I see that comment craze. That's pretty funny. I know go that ahead. AI is uh, a topic in the writer strike. Like that is a one of the sticking points. Is yeah, it's major, is, is AI. major. And I feel like in the actors' strike as well. Yeah, and exactly. I feel like as a advocate of technology or whatever i feel like we went through this before uh with other technology when any kind of disruptive technology leads to these kind of things and i feel like at least from what i've seen because i am nothing but i have no ties to the entertainment industry at all but it feels a lot like the writers are saying you we want you to ban the use of ai completely and the studios are basically saying we're not really we don't know what it can be used for yet. We don't want to ban it. Do not entirely, give a re- so. do not give a reasonable voice to no, no, no. The, to the so other as side a, as of a, the as union As a lay person, as a lay person, as someone you know standing by, is like, are you bringing this back to sex again? <laughs> I what I want to know is uh, what is the 
inside the industry. Like what? So help me understand the writer strike as it exists. I get that it's about uh, royalties off of streaming. They're not getting paid royalties off of streaming, and that I agree with them on all of those things. Um, I don't. Ha- I I am not an expert on the arguments of both sides, but I can tell you that the reason that AI plays a very very important part of it is because it is eliminating mm-hmm. jobs. If the, one of the I, I can speak to the actors much more than the writers, and okay. one of the problems with the actors and why they're striking is because one of the things that the producers, who are always the bad guys in a union situation, mm-hmm. we don't ask unreasonable things as performers. We 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 want to be paid what we're worth, and if we're in a show that's making twenty billion dollars for its producer, we want a fucking cut of that. We deserve a cut of that. If we're making thirteen dollars in revenue we don't want a billion dollars to be in the show we want part of the 13 it's normally we're really equitable people however in this situation the producers want to take uh for background for example background Mm -hmm. atmosphere the Mm -hmm. people that you see a crowd right they want to take our physical image Mm -hmm. they want to scan it Mm -hmm. and then they want to utilize it Wherever they need to add people into a scene. Yes. So we've gone from let's computer create people Mm -hmm. to, no, wait, let's take a real person and not pay them. Pay them for one time. We're going to scan you. You're going to do this show. You get some money here. That's it. Now we're going to use your image anywhere we want and you don't get any money for it. Unbelievably unreasonable. Again, I am not, um, let's see, Dan, um, Uh, My husband is typing something. uh, Writers do not. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Want. He corrected it. Writers do not want to be brought back in to rewrite AI written material. And I completely understand that. Oh, but I, okay. I, I, I think that there is a mid-ground to be reached between don't ever use AI and hey, we don't want you to use AI in any kind of production stuff. Like I well, don't think I don't think we're saying don't ever use AI. I don't yeah. believe that that's what we're saying. I uh I, look, I'm I'm also pro the writers and the actors and everything in this, but I will mm-hmm. say a, a side of me that wants to be really positive about this is because all a lot of jobs can say the same thing where, I mean, even computer like programming, I, there, there are other complications, but AI can now write computer code. So theoretically, lower level developers could lose their job. They probably won't because it's not good enough to completely do it. You got to have somebody there to you know, I mean, Adam, that- correct it. We've been but, doing that for years. It's like, yeah, yeah. Stack. But what I'm going to say. Stack. What's material where all the code is? Stack. 
Oh, oh Stack Overflow. Yeah, yeah you Stack just Overflow. Do a, you, People have been Google something. Yeah. Well, how do I do this? And then they just grab <clears> and the code just copy, and slap paste it. Yeah, the code. Yeah. I mean, it, we just made it faster with AI. <laughs> but my hope is that this can be used to just make things faster and better. So, like, you get a you're brainstorming, and you're like, "Hey, AI, I want to brainstorm a couple of ideas for an episode." Blah blah blah. Here's what I was thinking, and it spits out like ten things and then the writers in the writer's room can take it and say okay here are the 10 ideas and then they can flesh those out that sounds reasonable to me that sounds reasonable um, right. to me and, yeah so um, i hope that's, but that's the way not, it but goes that's not that's not what the other side wants the right. other side always wants the extremes of trying to make profit above everything else yeah. which is any business try and and by and by increasing profit it doesn't matter who you're cutting out of the equation if if they can make more money on a show and get rid of the actors because the actors are fucking burdened with all of the, the they have to pay for the pension and welfare they have to pay for this they have to pay for they have to give them lunch if they can find a way to get around that they're going to do it and and the what the union is trying to do is as long as they can put brakes on shit Put the brakes on. Mittens has the best line here. Plot twist. Adam and Daniel are talking to an AI version of Scott while the real Scott is in the chat room. Uh, yeah, really. No, I don't know but, if he but, missed that you know, were actually playing AI Scott earlier. But, but can not. I tell you something? That that I thought that was me. Mm-hmm. And uh, But would you have thought it was you if I didn't couch it in the bleed thing? Because I do feel it, it sounds no, like you're reading. No, I, I would have thought you pulled that audio from me somewhere. I used to have the, a boss named Jan McClay. Someone who I lovingly referred to as the bitch. Yeah, that, I mean, I feel that sounds like. Did you have to edit that that at all? Because whatever service you're using is better than the service I use. Because mine (laughs) never come out that real sounding. Well, and and here's the the point, Mm -hmm. I think. I think the point being. Yes. It fooled the fucking person who talks like that. Yeah. Which means it's going to fool the general public, which means, hey, I can use this instead of getting Scott's fat ass into this recording right. studio and he's going to cost me plus his attitude alone is taxing mm-hmm. let's just use what we recorded earlier and ai it into what we want him to say yeah. all right so uh, uh, auntie scott aka gooch is asking in the chat room are any reasonable restrictions on technology accepted of course they are now i'm just i was just curious I hear about the writer's strike only what the news tell me. It's just like they're at an impasse. They can't. And so I guess that's my question is, are they making Are they just saying, no, we don't want AI? And the other side is saying, oh, well, yes, we want to use AI. Like, are they trying to meet in the middle? Because I feel like there's plenty of ways to meet in the middle. Like, I don't think it's unreasonable to, as a background actor on, let's say, uh, an episode of or or for a series like Game of Thrones or something like that. So if I'm a background actor on this big, you know, they're going to put in a big crowd scene and whatever and I'm acting like that. I don't think it's unreasonable for them to uh you know scan me or whatever so that they can like move me around or in the background or make the crowds look bigger or whatever without hiring more actors or whatever. As long as I'm getting you're talking, as, as you're long talking, as I'm getting paid for it. And, and it's like You're so, talking about the same scene and that's fine, you're right, Daniel. Right. You're, and so, that uh, I was I was there that day when they filmed it. I yeah, was I yeah. made all of the the minimum requirements of scale payment and my pension and welfare and my lunch and everything that I get as an actor that was agreed upon back when Jackie Coogan was fighting it. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that'll go right over everybody in the world's head. But anyway, all of that is taken care of. If it's the same scene, 
I feel it would be unreasonable to say, no, you can't move me around. No, I was there that day. I got paid that day. I think that that could be a place of compromise. However, that's not what they want to do. They want to scan me and then use me in another scene and another scene and in another episode right. and another day. So they never need to call me back in. Right. Well, that they, part they obviously is wrong, that. but I do think that's what, to answer uh, yeah. Drew's question in the chat room. Yeah, I believe that there should be. I mean, I, as a, as a as a, a bystander, I'm sorry, Adam. I keep stepping on you, but as a bystander, I'm sitting there going, like, I feel like you guys just need to say we want to scan you, but we'll throw it away after this movie, and then that seems like that would solve the problem. It's like this movie that we just hired you to be a background actor would. We'd like to scan you so that we can, if we need additional things in this movie that you are working on, that we would like to put them there. I feel like that sounds reasonable as long as they also say, and then that's it we we will never use that image anywhere else and you're saying what they're they're wanting to keep the image in its perpetuity and blah 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 blah. and i I feel like why can't they reach a middle ground it seems like that's a very easy middle ground to reach so well because go ahead adam go ahead so so uh, two other thoughts i had so one of them is so kathy marshall in the chat room has been talking about you know the ideas that are coming from ai aren't really original they're coming from you know other whatever my argument for that though is that's what humans do as well. Like if I go paint a picture or something, my brain is basing that off of everything else that I've ever seen, you know, in my life. That is how my brain is putting together a completely new original thing is because I have experienced the world. Standing I've on seen the Picasso. shoulders I've, of giants. You know, yeah, exactly. So, so I feel like AI is very similar. Now I know AI can be exact because it, you know, can remember every single bit of every single thing that it saw. So maybe it's doing a better job reproducing it, but it's the same thing as humans in, in my mind. The other, the other thing that I was going to say, um, so I just wanted to make that comment. And then the other thing I want to say, um, a lot of, and again, I, I am on the side of the writers and the actors, but a lot of crowds and stuff that you see today in movies are already, 3d modeled by someone and they just create a fake person mm-hmm. right you know in a in a program and then they copy it thousands of times right you right. know which is so, which is i don't particularly care for that but i can't that's where we as of the other side of the argument can't fight progress we can't tell people no you can't use cgi no 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 cgi has to be a real dinosaur you can't do that anymore however it better not be my fucking face, my fucking voice, my fucking life experience that you're copying and slapping up in the middle of the next Jurassic Park. It doesn't work that way right. and it's not and it's not fair. But but we also have to be cognizant of the fact that there are sites like this person does not exist which is uh like a, a great example of generative AI and a, a, yes. a, a GAN where it's just, it spits out human face. It, we've trained an AI in what a human face looks like. And so it goes out and just makes a human face, right? My favorite is when it screws up though and puts yes, an earring in true. the eyeball yeah. and think and that's, it, that's and, fun. And, but that's, you know, AI will never be, because AI is not thinking, AI is not doing, it's like when, when we talk about generative AI, what generative AI, which is chat GPT or whatever, what it, it, what it excels at, what it's, its purpose is, is to form English sentences. It's really, really good at figuring out what the next word in a sentence should be. It has no understanding of right. the topic that it's repeating back. It has no understanding. It just says, you're, you know, it, it, with this 
terabyte of data that I have about uh, things written on this topic, I know that usually this sentence will have this word next, right? It's, it's, it's a very weird mathematical thing that's going on there, but there's no thinking involved. It, it's it is, very convincing, yes. though. Well, it I mean, can you, be only because humans, and this, yeah. you know, I do have a degree in psychology, I don't like to talk about it, but oh, yeah. because humans are pattern matchers like we're we're hardwired to find patterns and things it's like we are hard that's why we see faces on fruits and uh you know fa- you know patterns on a wall that you know are just random sprinkler patterns on a wall suddenly become the mar- the mother uh what's her name when, mary when like i go Virgin when mary, i go take whatever. a when i go take a dump or something in like a oh public dear. restroom and there's and you know they have those tiles that are speckled yes and I'm just staring at my feet or whatever mm-hmm. while I'm doing my business. I'm yeah. always seeing faces and other things yeah. on the tiles. Yeah. Like that is all. But I was going to say does. about, so anyway, I see it as a collaborative thing, but cause I like, I've kind of had fun going back and forth with chat GPT and being like, Oh, Hey, um, I need a such and such and such and such. And it comes back with something and I'm like, well, that's not exactly right. Uh, you know, this sentence was not what I wanted it to be or whatever. And then it comes back with something that's better. And like, there's this back, it's like you have a, an assistant. Yeah. Kind of a dumb assistant, but that can make things faster. So uh, I like that. But maybe one day we can get to the utopia where the AI, the mm-hmm. all of that, is doing all of the things that we hate to do. Oh, yeah. And it's all like Star Trek where we don't need an income at all. You know, AI is doing everything to supply. And then we can just do whatever we want. We can podcast every day or, you know, whatever. And, uh, yeah. Well, no, we just get AI podcast. Um, but the sure. and, and honestly, I think that is something right now on these vocal things. I think the reason that Scott's voice was so convincing is I have hours and hours from that darn Elvis of you know completely isolated audio of Scott. I was like, I have a ton of of information to train it on. Right now, just so you know, the model that I use does not keep the data. There's no, it's not accessible by anyone else. That is not, uh, you know, so no one else. Oh, is I'm not, to I'm, just I'm saying, not concerned yeah. about that at all. But and as, as a matter know. of fact, I cannot be, I can, because I have vomited onto the internet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for probably 15, 16, 17 years. Yeah. Uh, I can't get my panties in a bunch. If I suddenly hear my, my voice, coming from so i can't i have spewed i've spewed out photographs i've spewed out videos i've spewed out podcasts i am spread out on there and people find it and use it i what am i going to do stand here and say no that's <laughs> copyright you can't use it i was almost conscience uh adam did you did you have any, i have other topics but i didn't know if you prepared or not so if you have other topics, uh, I don't well yeah. i was the only one that used the trello oh uh that but i only put one topic in there so there's like no need what for is you guys it to sweetheart like, i want what is it so we went to and i saved the, I, this is not even an interesting topic but i saved it for this show um <laughs> we went to see a um a theater the lagoon? program the blue lagoon uh, no, not that. Okay. Well, okay. we did go to the Blue Lagoon, but that yes, was I know. a while back. Yes. We went to the theater uh, the other day and on Thursday evening. Yes. And we went, and first of all, I, I don't know that we've ever discussed this. Maybe we have, but I I think I know what Daniel's, I thought is going to be on musicals in general, but it's I don't remember. It's a musical. So I wanted to know from both of you, first of all, how are you on musicals in general? Is it something you enjoy doing? Um, I know you don't 
go places very often, Auntie Scott, but in, in, the, in the time period in which you were leaving the house more often, is it something that you enjoyed? Do we enjoy musicals on the whole? I I mean, when I lived in Connecticut and would go into New York every weekend and play, you know, uh, Ticket Bingo there at, at, at TKTS, um, yeah, I saw a lot of musicals. I, 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 very few of them were bad. Uh, I think the only bad musical I ever did was it was a theater week. West Stone was visiting and we went to this, you know, workshop play about uh, love and a video game. It was called like Love and the Warp Tube or something like that. And we we left the intermission and didn't come back because it was so horrible because <laughs> the songs were all about Nintendo and they didn't work very well and, and whatnot. But yeah, I love all of which is to say, Adam, I love musicals. I'll shut up now. What about, what about you, Auntie Scott? What What's your thought on musicals? I love doing them. Um, I, when I was very, very young and influenced by my father, mm-hmm. I hated musical movies, hated them. It interrupts the flow. It doesn't. Why are these people dancing? Why are they singing? What, what, get, keep with the plot. What is it? I don't want to see all of a sudden. <laughs> but as I've grown older, did I mention I'm 67? No. As I have, have grown older, and this, this happened probably 20, 30 years ago, I began to look at them completely different. And I, Craze, I was going to say musicals on whose whole, but I thought it had gone because Dan, because Adam said, on the whole, and I was going to say who's whole, but I thought no, it's it's past. But my sweet husband just said it in the chat in, room. In so my I'm, brain, I was just I was waiting waiting for, for it. Okay, to, well, to, yeah, it, it, I, it was Drew, Adam. It was Drew. Um, what I have come to appreciate, I've come to appreciate musicals, most especially movies. When you see a musical play, that's what it is. There isn't if you've if you've gone there to see anything but a musical performance in front of you with some lines thrown in, you're a fool because that's what musical plays productions are movies however are a different animal what i have come to appreciate and never did as a kid is watching the artistry of the performance within the film for example white christmas white christmas has a story a definite story they're trying to save the guys the general's hotel or his his resort all of that stuff is in there but then there's all these musical numbers and all this stuff that's going on. Um, when you come to appreciate the the extraordinary talent of these dancers and watch it as a dance number in the middle of your movie, and you watch a singing performance, songs usually move the plot forward. Most usually move the plot forward. But even if they don't appreciate it, what you have to do, in my opinion is you have to come to appreciate the performance within the film itself and not expect to see a drama because that's not what you're watching. If if you've come to watch a music if you're seeing a musical on TV, you see the musical numbers and the dancing as part of the of art of the beautiful art that they do in stuck in the middle. I so I don't when I'm watching a musical movie long-winded answer. When I'm watching a musical film, I'm definitely not looking for a cohesive A to B to Z plot, because it's not going to be that. Okay, so Sarah in the chat room says, imagine if we... My husband said, Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. a new AI musical, and you could produce Daniel. Okay, Sarah said... Sarah said, imagine if we could spend our time doing things we want to do rather than punching a clock and being some old rich dude, some old white rich dude more rich. So... 
I, I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit with this Drew Barrymore situation. So again, as a layperson, uh, you know, I, I'm not in the entertainment industry, so I don't know all the the ins and outs of this. But this is what I know from reading news stories. Uh, there is so we fin- we finished Adam's topic. Poor Adam, he gets throws in a topic. And oh then- fuck! You're right. I'm so sorry. We'd gone down this yeah. hole. Oh, you know what? Wow. Uh, let's put a pin in Sarah's and, comment. We'll come back. No, here's put a here's pin my in Drew here- Barrymore. Here's my favorite, though. This is my favorite yeah. with the um, the caveat that you gave, and you gave a few times, Daniel, and God uh-huh. knows I love you, and you better know that I love you. Uh-huh. The caveat you gave is, I'm really going to try to talk less yeah, I know. Yeah. On, <laughs> on the podcasts that I'm I'm going to be oh. co-hosting. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna, Adam, to answer your question, we both love musicals. <laughs> okay, good, good. So, so I, I want to say, well, I wanted to talk about um, what Auntie Scott just said about movies. For whatever reason, I do not really enjoy you do not movies that are musicals. You did not I did, like and I, the and, episode of of, and you're a musician. Yeah, I, and and I think it's exactly. I think I have just figured out what it is. Okay, what, two things. A, your dad was exactly right. In a movie, <laughs> it 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 kind of interrupts the flow of the you know of the story and whatever. And in a movie, a movie seems real, like it seems like a real. You're watching someone in real life, you know, doing something, a drama or whatever the case may be. And I'm not going to go into work, you know, and somebody's working on a spreadsheet, and all of a sudden they stand up in the chair and start singing you know, about spreadsheets or something like that's not going to happen. Really? But when you, no, well, not at my, not at my place of business. Even in Arkansas? Not even in Arkansas. Wow. But when you, when you go to the theater. That's right, Mr. Mike, go ahead. When you go to the theater, you, you're, you're seeing them on a stage with like props and staging that doesn't look real, right? It doesn't look like a movie looks real, whereas a theater stage looks like a, so I think that's part of it in my brain. It just, because I do like, obviously I like music because I'm a musician, but anyway, so there's that. We went to see, um, however, however, maybe that's the reason. Sarah just said in the chat room. Uh, the musical episode of Star Trek: Strange New Worlds was everything. Interestingly I seen enough, it yet. Sarah, yes, yeah, because he hates music. He won't. He I'm wouldn't not. watch it because he I'm going to watch music. it. No, I'm going to watch it, but I'm probably going to cringe during during it. But it was, it, I agree with Sarah. It was an amazing episode. Go ahead. Uh, maybe maybe I'll love it. I mean, who knows? The so we went to see the musical six. I I don't have a huge discussion to uh, about it, but what I will say is it is a telling of the story of the six wives of king i'm gonna say henry the eighth you are correct okay (laughs) uh one of those henry's and there are no men there are no men in the performance the band is on the stage it's all women and it's though it's the women on the stage and it's uh the six wives it was so funny there's no and there's no like they're literally they're all dead and they're trying to compete to see who had it the hardest being married oh. to, to King eight, Henry yeah. VIII? And it was, it's only 80 minutes, yeah. 75 minutes, really, no intermission. Uh, we really enjoyed it. Mark liked it so much, he down, he like got on Spotify and got the soundtrack, and we listened to it a second time on the way home. Yeah. So it was good. It was really good. We enjoyed it. So if anybody Six. is into musicals, it's touring around right now. Um, it's short. I will say as I get older. I will. Sorry, one more thing. Uh, I sometimes I need to watch a musical more than once. Yeah, 
because I'm I'm starting to have trouble understanding the words. Yes. The music's so loud. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know no, it, exactly it, it, what they're it, saying. That's a really another t- a topic is what's <laughs> happened to the audio of everything. I th- I truly thought I was going deaf because I could not understand what I am watching when we're watching Netflix or, or Prime and we get a new movie on and I can't, what did he just say? And Drew says, I don't know what he just said. And <laughs> and what it is, is it's a couple of things. It's the the audio has become so sophisticated in that it can pick up a fart from down the block. Oh, they folded that. That actors now... Are doing their lines like this? Yes. And they're, so, they're, and they're so also shooting it in complete darkness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't see anything. I, Those, well, so I there's no there's no way to understand... Um, there's no way to understand what they're saying, and it drives me insane. So I think that's possibly... You're having trouble with the lyrics and musicals. Oh it's, it's the same. This is... Yeah, I, Oak, Oak La Hologram is going to be just... We're going to take them to the theater, turn off all the lights, make no noises for an hour. It'll be genius. Yes. It's like, abs- and you, oh, you just and couldn't it will, hear it. You just couldn't hear it'll it. It'll be the hit of the season. Right. It was just recorded so low, you just didn't hear it. So is Mark that- says in theaters we need subtitles, too, and I was yeah. thinking that as well. When we were watching Six, I was thinking if they could just put a little scrolling yeah. thing above the stage so and just have their words scrolling across. Interestingly <laughs> so enough, I Adam, I, I interesting enough. Uh, as you know, I took for my foreign language in college, I took ASL. There are a lot of theaters do have, uh, they don't call them subtitles because they're not on the screen. They're actually on the back wall of the theater and they give their hearing impaired guests uh, glasses that have like little mirrors that face, that they can see the top back of the theater. And so the captions are going across the back top of the theater in reverse so that when they can look at them in the mirror, they can Mm. actually read them. So there are, uh, thank you, Nico. It's called Super Titles. Um, so Super Titles, yeah. Many, and they do do that for live theater performances when, sometimes as when well. When I saw Hamilton, because they have, I do like a musical that, and maybe this is why, I do enjoy a musical that will have lines that are spoken mm-hmm. and then a song. Whereas a lot of days now, and I know I just said on TV I don't like that, which is absolutely true, but in a, in a musical, I like a, oh, we're going to talk. Oh, hi, how are you doing? Let's yeah. go on a date or whatever. And then the the band starts playing and then you go into yeah. song. Because- the internet is for porn. Yeah, Avenue Q is a good example. There's dialogue, but there's also songs. Right, because I feel like I can understand the dialogue without the loud music, and Mm -hmm. that drives the story in my head. Hamilton, when I saw it the first time, I hated it. I had no idea what was going on. I could not, all of that rapping, man, I sound like an old man. You do. But all of that rapping, I could not understand what, but after I watched it like the third time, because that's like Mark's favorite musical of all time. So we because just, Mark has taste, on. yes. Um, and then I could understand what they were saying because I had heard it enough times that I knew the way. And then I'm like, oh yes, that is a very good musical. But the first time, I had no idea what they were saying. Now, are are you are either one of you subtitle people? We do on the TV now a lot. I um, I have trouble with subtitles because I end up just staring at them <laughs> and then. I realized, wait, I got to look up to see what's going on here. And I'm waiting for the next subtitle. I don't like subtitles. And just like my twin, I cannot stand looping or dubbing of any kind. If the mouth does not move exactly with the words, I cannot watch it. I cannot watch it. I know. I can't. 
Oh, R.I.P. The, the video version of Mix Minus. And so the the ones where the ones where um, they now because Netflix is bringing in a lot of content from other countries. Yes, and I'm sure it's great. And Mark watches pisses all of those, me off. I cannot stand the fact that the lips are speaking a different language than is it, like. I mean, you know, I have English. I have problems, other problems with dubbing, mainly in just the the. Oh well, they have to I've, redo the sound effects and everything, and they're always. The mix yeah, is rarely good on them. So we've talked about this, and they'll there'll be a scene, and someone's clearly in the room present talking on a microphone, and yeah. then the camera angle changes, and you can tell that they were in a studio, yeah, recording the line. Those idiots. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate uh, it. All right. So I, just to get back to uh, Sarah's comment in the chat room that we put a pin in, uh, I only know about the Drew Barrymore thing. From what I've read in the news and what I have read in the news is that uh, she is a host of a talk show and for whatever reason uh, she felt that since they weren't using writers uh, that there was no reason for her not to go on with her production. So and everyone is is basically calling her out for that and she uh, should be called. Okay, okay. But yet at the same time, Stephen Colbert, uh, John Oliver, uh, you know, are doing these podcasts, um, generating money to pay their staff. So why is it okay for them to do these podcasts to make money? Podcasts to pay are, not, Hold are on. not covered. They're not cut. Co- well, I can answer you. I don't need you to finish the question. I know what, unless I'm assuming something in that is not in evidence. Do you do you want to continue, I counselor? They're they talk show hosts, right? They're night evening talk show hosts or whatever. It's like, what what's Drew Barrymore? Maybe Drew Barrymore just figured I can pay my staff if I do the show. Like what? First of all, there is no union contract covering podcasts. Right. That is not part of the union. Right. But, Drew but Bar- there's no Drew, union Drew, contracts covering Drew Barrymore either. Otherwise, she wouldn't a, have been able to. She do is it. has to be unionized in order to do a television show. There has to be unions involved. What she is doing is undermining what the writers and actors are trying to do, which is saying to the producers, be fair with these negotiations or, or you're not going to get any product to put out there and you're going to fail as well. And when Drew Barrymore comes back and when Bill Maher, who's another one, comes mm-hmm. back with his show saying, look, we can't hold out any longer. We need to do this for whatever reason they're giving. They are scabbing. They are undermining the power of the union to protect the union's constituents. So this, they just, are undermining in, this just in from Joe uh, on a text message. He says the Drew Barrymore show has WGA writers. Yes. But they're and not using has them a moment. WGA. I don't know. I think this is a typo, but I don't know what it's supposed to be. A WGA shirt covered show. I'm not sure. Okay. What, I think it's a typo. I guess. Here, here and my, my husband just said that network code covers talk shows, not TV and theatrical agreements. Whatever that means. Network code not being struck. Once again, it isn't. It isn't Mm -hmm. that she is necessarily crossing a picket line to do her show. That's not necessarily what she's doing. Mm -hmm. But what she is doing is she is undermining the the negotiation power of the unions by going ahead and saying, I'm just I'm going to put product out. Mm -hmm. I'm putting product out where the union is saying, no, our power is the fact that there is no product being put out. And podcasts are a totally, completely different 
if you ask the average person mm-hmm. out there on the street, what is a podcast? They'll look at you cross-eyed. They still don't know what the fuck a podcast is. No, they would is. say Joe Rogan more than but, but uh, 90% that, of them would say so Joe Rogan. Un, so unfortunate. But that's... You know, and, and Leo Laporte's never going to get the credit that he right, deserved yeah. because he created the fucking thing. But anyway, I digress, which is a norm for me. And my name used to be Norm. Uh, Barrymore is undermining. Wait, wait, Mar wait. is Hold undermining. On. Uh-oh. Your Are you going to play something AI? To, wait, your name used to be Norm? Norman? Yes, uh, Fatty. Myron is typing on Vera's account. Um, no, there's not a chance in hell that I could multitask like that. No way. I... There's so many names that I've heard for for the two of you. You know, Myron. Gooch. Well, that's all. See, that's all Fatty. 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 Uh... Part of Fatty's shtick, God love him, <laughs> is that he messes up. He cutesy messes up words and changes them around. It's adorable. That's why we all love him to, to varying degrees. So I don't know how he came up with Myron for Gooch, but. Gooch. Okay. Drew became Gooch because I was one of the anonymity. Then he became Myron for Fatty because I can't say it's the drinking because he has two drinks and he's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I was the sea hag to begin with. And then I was the old, I think I'm the old gal now. I was Verna for a while. It's his special language. And yeah. so he, it's like, it's like our dogs, Adam. Okay. How so, many, how many names does Sydney have? Because Howie Quite has about eighty five. They're, they're all they're all sung, as well. They're, oh, that, okay, that's we important. Are, we are a musical household. We come in and we sing, to, which we can't do right now because we'll get peed on. Yes, by I Tabitha. know. But yes, uh, yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't get Drew excited either. <laughs> Go ahead, Daniel. You were saying something. No, I'm. I'm just still trying to understand because Drew Barrymore doesn't run the camera. She doesn't run the sound. She doesn't run the... So it's not like she just walked in the theater on her own and did her show. There was hundreds of people that were doing this show. Are you being obtuse? Are you being obtuse on purpose? If she believed that it wasn't struck work and everything. But my, I guess my point is, is people are being way meaner to her than they are being to Bill Maher or to Steve, uh, any of the, any <laughs> of the, any of the, uh, the males that are kind of doing the same thing. They're so, not, but Daniel, they're not, you are being obtuse. Podcasts no, not are not obtuse. Podcasts yes. are not when the they, same when they as ex- televised when programming. When they are exclusively underwritten by Spotify and and and, and are in a Spotify exclusive uh, podcast that is paid, you know, a hefty sum for, and they're being sponsored by major, you know, uh, brands that are sponsoring them, then yeah, it is the same thing. Well, I mean, I can see they're not covered though under contract. They're, that's not part of the union contract, is what Scott is saying. They're, they're uh, sure you could say, well, the they're fact not that they're- professional. Okay, but I, right. this is what I don't understand. If it, Drew couldn't have been covered under because why would all those people be there to do it for her? And that's what I'm trying to say. Are those not union camera people that she has? Are those not union sound people? It's like this. She's uh, she couldn't do this on her own. Would all those union people show up if they thought that this was against the rules? Is what I'm trying to say. It's like it, I feel like this is not a case. There is of- the there is the condition of solidarity, which is, I am a union also. I am not striking at the current time, but mm-hmm. I am a union also. And because my brother union is striking, my actors and writers are striking. Mm-hmm. I am not going to cross their pickets picket lines to do the work. That is simple solidarity of union 
Okay. And then in that unions. case, then I understand. But what I, it, they're making it sound like she did something that was illegal to do or, you no, know, she didn't against, do anything illegal. She no, did something very contract. immoral. Right. She, she did right. something immoral. All I was trying to get was just, did she do something that was against the union contract or did she just no. do something that just because she should, because she's the headliner and if she doesn't show up, nothing else will happen. So she, I, it's on I her to not show up. Give you a very personal example without mentioning names. Yes. There was an actor strike, uh, I don't know, 30-some years ago. And an actress who was a friend of a lot of us crossed that acting picket line for voice work, Mm -hmm. got the job, and has become one of the most successful and rich voice actresses ever. Okay. She did... and. She, you know, for a lot of us, me included, I will never look at her without thinking that the reason that you are so successful and have garnered so much success is because you stabbed all of us in the back to get there. And she did stab us all in the back. Union contracts are really important to people. You know, people think that everybody in show business is rich, and that's the biggest, biggest misconception ever. Most of us are scraping to get a job, to get work, and and every single job is super important to us. It it, it feeds our families, it feeds our, our, our faces. These jobs are vital to us, mm-hmm. and we're not sitting back on our pensions. So when someone does anything to undermine the union solidarity, they're going to get the ire of of the people in the unions. Now, I don't know about the general public looking at Drew Barrymore. I, I doubt that they would give a shit. They would j- Maybe they just want to see her show again. They don't care about what she's doing in order to put that show out. But it changes the people in the know. It changes their opinion of Drew Barrymore. I loved Drew Barrymore. Now, she's a scab. And it's sad. It's sad that she is a scab. Uh, Bill Maher has been, as Kathy Marshall said in the in the chat room, Bill Maher is a known asshole, though. He wasn't always, and you probably know this, Kathy, so I'm probably not telling you anything new. Bill Maher wasn't always an asshole. As a matter of fact, he was a voice for sensibility and 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 a sensible liberality for a long, long time. One of the few loud voices. He has become an asshole in I don't know I don't know what has happened to him. And the latest with the with the scabbing is just icing on the cake. Coming up after this show will be gayish. That's going to happen in about five minutes. Uh, actually, about four minutes. And I believe very strongly that you're either gay or you're not gay. This gay-ish nonsense has to stop. <laughs> Who watches the Drew Barrymore show anyway? I mean, so many well, people seem no, to care about it. Non-union people. <laughs> you know, I'm so glad that I chose this cheery topic today. Anyway, uh, do either, either of you care to take us out in our remaining three and a half minutes here? Well, that was my only other topic. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's funny because I all of us like Star Trek, uh, and I this thing happened on YouTube. A couple Original of, series is so not the best, Auntie Scott. I'm sorry to to say that, but it, it's not. If I listened to your opinion about things, Adam, I would be 
I would be in church eating a Whataburger or Chick-fil-A <laughs> and, and praising the Not Lord Jesus. Not at the Jesus same as, time. As, at the yeah, same at the time. same time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I love you desperately, but um, some of your thoughts about some things are very, very troubling to me. So season three of Lower Decks. And Star Trek is one of them. Yes, the original series is the best. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Daniel. So season three of Lower Decks was... We only have 30 seconds, Daniel. We have two and a half minutes. The Season three of... Look, here, I'll put the clock up for you. Uh, Season three of Lower Decks was released on YouTube uh, in, you know, to get interest built up for season four, which just started. And so I sent uh, Auntie Scott, oh, I sent Scott an email. I said, hey, I know you like Star Trek. I know that you don't have, uh, you know, Paramount Plus, plus which we're, but but season three is available on YouTube. I know you like YouTube, so here's the, the playlist for it. Uh, and this was an official, right? This was put out by Paramount on YouTube, so this was not like a, a copied version of it or whatever. Uh, he replied back and said that Lower Decks is an animated show and that would feel too much like work because he works on animated programs and uh so it would he and then he said to me he's like it would be like you writing a program in your spare time to do blah 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 uh the thing that he didn't know was blah, that, blah, blah. yeah it, 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 well, the thing that you didn't know is at the time i was working on this little word game <laughs> that i was writing because i hated the online version and oh daniel and i rules. both yeah. we we do it at work and yeah. then come home and and do it at home as well so we, we, yeah. well then what i would try to do is find a situation for both of you that you don't necessarily appreciate at the spit valve factory or wherever the fuck you work that you, and then coming home and taking your spare time and doing the unpleasant task i don't to product me, manage at home to me <laughs> That's if, for sure well i'll ask mark um <laughs> to me watching animation I'm all I'm doing is listening to the voices and thinking it's either an asshole that I know that's doing them or it's some clown who shouldn't be anywhere near a microphone or hey that's good how come I didn't get that job that's all that's going through my mind when I'm watching animation so it's not a pleasurable experience sorry Daniel ooh sue me I couldn't oh, really I, I, it, it's fine that you didn't want to watch it I was just saying that we don't all hate our jobs it's like uh, I, I enjoy programming well I don't love my thing. job but I love pro- I do love programming so anyway uh, thank you guys for listening here to uh, yes Three thank you chat room and everybody who's listening everywhere we occasionally do these shows you can hear them on the mix minus behind the scenes fan club level 13 which is a completely free club that you can join just send an email to contact at mixminuspodcast.com we'll get you hooked up with our RSS feeds we do all kind of uh after shows and stuff for our normal podcast and we kind of put all that it's kind of like you know patreon but without having to pay so uh adam scott thank Daniel. you both thank you both for being here yeah, hey thank you. well we're, i'm just i got a little bit of a chubby <laughs>